0: Hey, Oops! The Podcast listeners, you can find us on every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music.
1: So then like he somehow gets the dad's <laughs> phone number and is what's happening with him. And he's like, I'm disappointed. Like I'm, I'm a little disappointed that after a few weeks, we still don't have the phone. And the guy responds, you don't know me exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, by the way, when you, when you text someone, you're supposed to say good morning first. I'm like, what? My dad's like, is that true? I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not a thing. Here. That is not is a thing. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast.
0: All right. Lots to unpack here.
1: I got something for you. Please.
0: Julio. Julio. I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it.
1: No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. Uh, I am Giulio Gallerati, joined by Francis C.C. Ellis. Oh, boy. Francis, how you doing, my boy? I'm
0: well. There's a, Somebody has started a fake Francis account on Instagram. I oh, just really? re- I just reported it.
1: Nice, nice. No, no
0: better feeling than being like, yeah, I got to report this guy is pretending <laughs> to be me.
1: Yeah, dude, I have a couple of those, too, and it annoys me that that still is not enough for them to verify my account. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many fake accounts of me need to exist? Uh-huh, how uh-huh. much more I gotta do I got to do?
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm surprised. I'm not sure why that hasn't happened (laughs) yet. Well,
1: dude, people have been asking about the results of the flight competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long story short, Mm. Colorado takes the cake. He is the winner. Um, I presented myself with a trophy.
0: Mm. Hard fought. Hard fought. Well earned. Wow. Wow. I want that. (laughs) I want that. (laughs)
1: Uh, you know, for me, thank you very much. Uh, the best tournament I play this year.
0: Uh, dude,
1: it says 2022 flight winner Julio gallerati guy in the sky.
0: Guy in the sky. Um, the I'd, guy in the sky is great.
1: Guy in the sky is good. I'd like to first thank Brian F. Schultz oh, fucking Brian for F. giving, giving Schultz. me a ride to Miami, without which I would have had three fewer flights and I would have actually lost the competition. What was
0: the final tally? 48-46.
1: 46
0: you beat me by two. Two. This is really close.
1: Very, very close. Um Let me see this. I'm gonna put this on the old mantle.
0: Well what we need to do is we need to you know, we need to create uh I'm wondering if what like would be cool is if every year we could add the winner oh, of the, the year in like a country club. And then it stays in the <laughs> possession. We should do that. It's of, fun. Yeah a fun idea but that's pretty cool um, good thank job you. man thank you francis damn you um it's
1: amazing what you can do when you create a competition that no one else cares about you truly <laughs> you truly can win it's possible we did care i cared francis i will say at the beginning it seemed like you just did it to like entertain julio and then you got more into it i got and into it actually i thought care. i was going to
0: win because of the honeymoon oh uh, yeah I, I went so far ahead of him but then i just i just didn't I got to a point where I think it was really December um you know of the last month of the year where I I didn't have a reason to fly. Yeah. And you did and I, I the only way for me to have won would have been to schedule unnecessary flights yes which is against the rules it's against the spirit of the contest (laughs) correct correct so sportsmanship won fair and square thank you uh it is a lot of flights man
1: it is dude i'll never forget when this like all came to be we were on the flight to boston we were doing our show together in boston And I was like, how many flights are you taking this year? You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like, does anyone count that? I'm like, no, but I do.
0: <laughs> I, I got excited. It was uh, like many things that Julio's done to me. He reeled me in. He made me care about something I didn't know that I cared yeah, about. Yeah, there we go, baby. Yeah. And
1: also, Brian, thanks again for giving me the ride. I didn't realize I'd be flying on what apparently is one of the most dangerous airlines on the planet, according to vitalberg mm. Taka Airlines. Taka. I believe they've been absorbed by Avianca, though. So I felt I think I was on an Avianca plane. So maybe Mm. that's a better sign. Whatever. Uh, Good to be here. Good to take the W. Yeah. And here we are.
0: Okay. Here's here's something fun for you. This morning I had a very New York moment. Ooh, love it. Haven't had one of these in a while. I was about to take the subway into work, and I went all the way down to the subway tunnel and saw that the next F train was 19 minutes away. Oh, God. And I even looked at the train going in the other direction because I can do that. I can take the train in the other direction one stop and then switch to the AC and then come up that way. Uh, And that was like 14 minutes away. So I just said, oh, golly. Oh, (laughs) gross. I walked out of the subway tunnel, and I had two options at that point, either take an Uber or ride a city bike, and it's somewhat balmy out. On this January day. It is. Balmy. It's balmy. It's balmy. So I hopped on a city bike. Now, city bike has these electric city bikes, right? But they are a crapshoot.
1: Uh, what about them is the
0: crapshoot? Well, some of them have juice. Some of them mm. have no juice. Mm. And once you get on one. Chris loves e-bikes. Yeah, me well, too. Well, you can
1: check on the app how much each bike has. Is that right? You, yeah.
0: I hadn't done that. Yeah.
1: If you click on the stop and then there's like a button that says like see more, it'll tell you how much each bike has.
0: Got it. So you can avoid I it. need to do that going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Because I hopped on one that had zero juice. Mm-hmm. And when you get on one that has zero juice, they actually are harder to bike yeah. than the non-motorized ones. Yeah, they're heavier. <laughs> they, they don't, they're not supposed to move that way. So really that was not. tough. I went about 100 yards to a different city bike station. Put it in, and then got on another e-bike, and I I biked that around in a couple circles, and it gave me some juice. So I thought, okay, I should be good to go. Now I I, I needed juice because I had to go over the Manhattan Bridge into the wind.
1: That slow incline is tough.
0: It's a mountain bike. Uh, it's no joke, and you know you're getting passed by guys on motorized. That's you know, the scary bikes. part.
1: Scooters zipping by. They're you.
0: going. They're flying by, and it's narrow. And so I said, okay, I really need a good city bike. So I got on. And about three minutes into this journey, oh. my bike said, Aha, I didn't have any juice after all. Or we've used it up.
1: Does the holder not juice it back up? They have to manually do no, it.
0: No all the batteries are swapped out manually.
1: Ah. The end of the day. So now
0: I'm riding into the wind up a hill for i've got a long way to go to get over the to bridge. grandmother's
1: house we go yeah and i've got
0: no <laughs> juice and i'm on an e-bike and jesus this is how i started my day you
1: already lost seven bucks on the first e-bike too yeah exactly I hate to see it
0: so i'm i'm really grinding and i'm i get to the top i crest the, the apex of the bridge and then i get to coast down to the other side into chinatown where i then swapped four. I swapped that bike out and they didn't have any e-bikes at that station. So I got on a non-e-bike bike. Oh, God. And then I biked the rest of the way to the office. Oh, my fucking... God. Like 35, 40 blocks uh, on a manual bike. And yeah. I arrived sweating, sweating? Yeah. sweating, heavily sweating. But I was going from... Um, where was I? I biked through Greenwich Village and crossed Manhattan near NYU, right? Uh And I was, I I think I was on probably like 8th Street or 9th Street and about to get to 5th Avenue. And there was a line of traffic on 8th Street or 9th Street and then a red light. And I was cruising along the traffic on the left, on the left side of the cars. And I was cruising into a stop at the red light. And a guy, an older man, he's probably like 60, right? Walks. Out from behind a car, crossing the street, uh, but he was not crossing in the crosswalk. You know, he was probably ten yards up from the crosswalk on Eighth Street, and I almost hit him because I was cruising into the red light to stop, and I swerved and I went whoa. I gave him a whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, I didn't give him. A, I didn't give him. I didn't hit him with the three whoas. him with
1: the wo- whoa. I went whoa.
0: And I swerved around him and he, as I cruised to stop, the light turned green. So I started going again and he yelled, he goes, he goes, what did he say? He was like, there's a light. I think he said that he's like, there's a light, meaning like there's a red light. And I go, I turned around and I was like, you weren't in the crosswalk. I yelled that back over my shoulder. He goes, there's a light. And I go, you weren't in the crosswalk. Said it twice. He repeated himself. He says it twice, right? Then he goes, asshole. Oh, God. And I turned around and I went, asshole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Said it right back to him. Like that? Said it right back. yeah, In his tone? Same way. (laughs) Excellent. And then
0: I stood up and piked off and I was laughing. (laughs) I was really enjoying it. I really enjoyed that exchange. Uh, It made me giggle. I was wearing my bright orange Moncler vest. (laughs) So, I looked like an asshole.
1: Did you purposely wear it just to make sure that you stood out so you're not hit by cars? Uh, it's like a hunting vest.
0: I put it on before I knew that I was going to bike, okay, so I can't yeah, say that I did.
1: Yeah. That still worked out, though.
0: Yeah, and man, I'll tell you, this this exchange guy had a thick New York accent, called me an asshole, called him an asshole right back. Neither of us were bothered by that.
1: Right. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes,
0: Neither of us was... Gonna carry that with us the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. That was just a little dash of spice little from taste. this city that we live in. Yeah, there I mean. was no meanness. It was never gonna come to blows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a New Yorker calling, calling another New Yorker an asshole.
1: Well, let me ask you this, dude. You have been saying how you've been a little, you've had a little bit of a short fuse lately. You've been angrier than usual, and I've also been noticing that a lot of your stories involve altercations in the wild
0: Mm.
1: while going places Mm -hmm. do you think that these things are related or do you because it doesn't sound like you're that upset about this situation
0: no i was i was very happy about it (laughs) i i respected and appreciated this guy you know what i mean there was like i'm sure we were both he was convinced he was right even though fundamentally i think he was wrong do you understand yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. what I the way that yes. I described that? Yeah, totally. Because um, he, if he's not going to cross in the crosswalk, and he's crossing ten yards in front of the crosswalk up the street, mm-hmm. then he needs to peek his head because he's crossing in between li- cars, correct? That have stopped in that line of traffic, and he needs to peer his head out to make sure there's no biker coming.
1: Not to mention, you're not at the light; you're approaching the light.
0: Right. I you're don't, allowed to be moving still. I don't need to stop with the, lo- the cars in Correct. traffic. I'm Correct. a biker. I get to get to the to the, to light. the light. Correct. Um, it's a separate thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, but New Yorkers never consider bikers. And that's fine. I don't give a shit. I'm We're not, learning like, to. Yeah. I've learned
1: to look both ways when I cross the street on a one-way. Because, because I know they there's they a coming the other way. They go both directions. And they're zipping around they're on those f- fucking speedy bikes. Grubhub those guys 40 miles they're going
0: real fast you can get crushed yeah so (laughs) i really enjoyed the exchange you know asshole asshole just gave it right back to him and then giggled i was giggling on my bike i loved it It made me really happy
1: as a biker in new york you gotta be you gotta be tough you know i see a lot of bikers yelling at people yeah you know yeah you gotta you know it's dangerous out there sure is gotta be seen
0: hard out here for a pimp
1: it's funny you say that i heard i overheard a very new york guy sing a very new york thing the other day mm. and i walked by and i was like that was great yeah, Classic. Yeah. some guy on the on the phone i think he was like bitching about his boss telling him to do something he goes how am i gonna move to drywall what am i jesus christ
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not over he goes how am i gonna move to drywall what am i jesus christ fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm like there it is, asshole. Perfect. I'm like asshole. That's, that's good.
0: asshole is such a great sort of retro it's insult, you know? <laughs> it is. Calling someone an a- asshole, it's <laughs> you know, it's not that mean. Yeah. It's not that mean. It's just like uh I don't know. I thought about that and then I thought about how I haven't gotten or given the finger. In a long time. Oh, wow. Now, if someone gave me the finger, that would hurt me more than being called an asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. The I feel finger you. is the aggressive. Finger Bro, never forget, Hill Dog, on our road trip from Colorado to LA, she drove for maybe an hour and a half, and immediately, a guy passes by her and flips her the bird, and she goes, <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the finger is a, a, a call to arms. Yeah you can really I mean, it's
1: the finger's bad.: The, the finger's, finger's
0: bad. bad.: Yeah, it's bad. The finger's I don't know. Bad. I don't know how to feel about the finger's finger. Bad,
1: dude. Um, well, dude, this is funny. So remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about my dad um, recovering my mom's phone? It was mm-hmm. this whole saga.: hysterical. So she left the phone, whatever. so he heard the episode, and he told me that I left out a lot of important stuff. Oh good. If you guys oh, want to hear some of it, it's funny. So apparently, he called the number. Of my mom's phone. You want to give like a brief little... Yeah, brief. Okay, so my mom, my dad, Zio Butch, and my brother's girlfriend, Natasha, went whale watching. This is the the second time they've tried. The first time they didn't see any whales. They were given some sort of voucher to try again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They had to leave like four in the morning to get to this place on time. It's this whole thing. My mom loses her phone. And this whole saga begins where my mom's now locked out of everything in her entire life because all the two factors linked to her phone, to her number. They got her a new phone. She didn't need a new phone. We still had the old number. We got her back the old number, but the phone was still missing and we're driving all over the, uh, New England attempting to find this phone. Uh, they end up getting it. Uh, but was that, was that good enough? No. Okay. Okay. So sorry. You're like, it was definitely good enough dude. Uh, (laughs) No, too much. Um, so anyway, he said he called the number, and a seven-year-old answered. <laughs> and, and he the 7
0: year is like, all right, if you want a big bag, it's 20. If you want a smaller <laughs> bag, it's 30.
1: Well, it reminded me of two things. Have you guys watched the show
0: 1899? Is that the, the Yellowstone spinoff?
1: No, it's like some like sci-fi sort of show, but it's, I, I think it got canceled for season two. But oh. anyway, she like has to talk to a, a seven-year-old, the one who speaks English in the scene. Anyway, mm. it doesn't matter. Uh he, so he asked her, he's like, can I talk to your dad? And she goes, no, he doesn't speak English. And then he goes, what about your mom? She goes, no, she doesn't speak English. And then she goes, my brother's here. He goes, does he speak English? She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, where are you? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, this is great. So then like, he somehow gets the dad's phone number and is WhatsApping with him. And he's like, I'm disappointed. Like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that after a few weeks... We uh we still don't have the phone. And the guy responds, You don't know me exclamation point.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he goes, By the way, when you when you text someone you're supposed to say good morning first. I'm like what my dad's like is that true i was like no (laughs) no (laughs) that is not a thing dude that is not is that true (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they call him like a month later and they're like hey we're gonna be in like pennsylvania or something at my uncle's house if you want to come get the phone you can come get it Then he goes okay so he shows up he get he goes to get the phone he goes hey i'm here to get the phone they go describe the phone he's like who else is here picking up a phone What are you talking about? They ask him to show his ID. He shows his ID. He's like, yes, this is me, dude. Are you guys serious? And then they finally get the phone
0: back. Grab the phone. I don't know. iPhone 12 (laughs) black case. Oh, you passed.
1: Dude, yeah. I was like, that sucks, but I'm glad they ended up.
0: Oh, I love that. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? And he does this thing now, where where when I call him, I say, "Hey, Dad," and he goes, "Hey,, and I go, <laughs> how's it going?" And he goes, "Just wearing my bird dogs. really? Oh yeah, it's the Dude. first thing he tells me I could
1: see I could hear him saying that, yeah, That's he's phenomenal. a big
0: fan, he's a convert, uh as I knew he would be, you know it's got the built in underwear liner that makes it easier for for any man to uh you know just live his life with one less step, yes. One last step for getting ready in your day. You step into a nice, clean, fresh pair of bird dogs' pants, and that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. The underwear moves with you. It doesn't bunch up, it doesn't ride up. The pants look great. They really are. They're that cross between sort of a lounge pant and a I need to go out in the world and have people respect me pant. Totally. The perfect blend of both worlds. And if you're
1: like our pal, Mr. Feidelberg, and you enjoy wearing a jock strap, it is the perfect solution for such a. For such a strategy, because yeah. your, your tush won't be resting up against denim or the back of pant. Mm-hmm. It will be insulated by silk underwear liner, uh, and you'll feel good.
0: Boom. Guys, go to birddogs.com. You're going to use promo code OOPS. That's going to get you their signature tumbler. Carry any beverage of your choice, nice and cold, nice and hot, whatever it is, uh, alongside your order. That is birddogs.com. Promo code OOPS. You know, man, I'll tell you something. Can I tell you something? (laughs) Please. Let me tell you something. America has a lot of really interesting people. Yeah. This is a very broad, broad statement I'm making, but it occurred to me, I spent the weekend driving around with Ryan. We went to Delaware, and then we went back to New Jersey to shoot some interviews with some kids. How'd it go? Great. Awesome. And we met two totally different families, but they were both wonderful and unique and uh, had reached out because they had some really interesting, funny kids that they thought would be good for the show, and they were right. The kids were great. Um, But when you drive around America and you... uh, you know obviously, it's not like I've gone to the far corners of the country, but even in just going to these to these strangers' homes, you know who are inviting you in and you sort of they're they they're they're inviting you a stranger into their home to to film their child uh on a total leap of faith, I mean it's a huge vulnerability. And we were, you know, very polite, and they had made us some cookies, and you know, they, they're showing us how they live and all this. And you got, I don't know, it was an incredible experience for me to see how total strangers are living yeah. in their homes, yeah. to get a very intimate look into the lives of American strangers.
1: Agreed, bro. I find it fascinating. Does stuff. that make sense? Absolutely.
0: Um, and it was funny. I, I, I. I walked away from the whole day, you know, um, I don't want to get too, like, to give away too many details, but you know, I, I would say that these, these families are middle class and, and, and very happy and, and great, um, and hardworking and they seem to be living happily. I'm making a ton of assumptions here, but they seem to be very happy and they have, wonderful families. There's a coziness, a warmth, a togetherness, um, you know, and I couldn't help but compare myself and my own discontent and my frustration about my own life and the things that are holding me back or the fact that I'm not making more money and it's that
1: New York City rat race, dude. All this, I'll and I'm you. like,
0: I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! You don't need all this shit. I'm correct. You don't need all this shit. Now, my question for you is: We have been exposed, you and I, to exorbitant wealth as well as people of preposterously lofty ambition. You know, comedians, let's say, who truly believe. I'm gonna sell out Madison Square Garden within the next five years, or I will consider myself a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, or
1: the, he's not exaggerating. Yeah, like, there are actual people we, who think like that.
0: We know people, a lot of them in in comedy who who are on their way to being a top three, five comedian in in the world. You know, I don't. I don't think it's a stretch to say that Shane Gillis is truly on his way to the louis c k Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld level of comedian. I agree, with and that. he's a good friend of ours and um, it's kind of crazy, uh you know, because as you and I have said, I don't know that we are eyeing the same prize right
1: and and to be clear, Shane, who actually can sell at Madison Square Garden probably. Is not necessarily the person we're referring to who's saying that. No. We're referring to somebody like it'll be a person who's like leaps and bounds behind where I am, being being like, I'm not gonna stop till I'm the greatest comedian in the world. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about?
0: Dude? People that really are just they're if, <laughs> even if they're not performing, they're at the comedy club every night, putting in their FaceTime, they are they their whole life is is geared around the world of comedy. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's but, nothing wrong but, with but it. But yeah, like, but they're just relentless. They are relentlessly pursuing a yeah. a dream which may or may not come true. Um, and so, when you combine, in my mind, when you combine um, that level of 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 drive with you know our exposure to people who are making crazy amounts of money, it it's very easy to feel. Like you're underperforming in your own life, and that e- even if you don't really know what your own expectations are for yourself within three to five years, that against the other people you're around, it's like, man, I'm not doing as well as that guy, or I don't work as hard as this person, I don't care as much. Mm. And it was a wonderfully recentering day to see that, by God, what matters is your family. You know, getting outside on a Saturday.
1: Right. And also that success and wealth do not, but like, by no means directly equate to happiness. They don't. As, as cliche of a thing as that is to say, it is true. Yeah. It's a cliche for a reason. Right. You know, like, you, if you have a good situation, you have good friends, good family, and, you know, you have enough money to, like, feed your kids and shit, like, that. that, they say is enough. It, and it it doesn't surprise me i i agree
0: that. and again i I don't mean who for all i know these two these two families that I met might have crazy amounts of money or you know be the most ambitious people and and be discontented right. they didn't no, you're seem not saying that. that they're not no but, but it yeah. it was my impression that one they were ha- both very happy and two that they weren't you know eyeing all of their friends and- as Potential competitors and wondering how can I step on someone's throat to get to the next tier of my career. So that's so that by year two years from now I'll be here, and three years from now I'll be here. I don't know. I didn't get into those conversations. I'm making huge assumptions, but that was sort of my impression.
1: And dude, totally, it's easy to get to. Like, okay, you you meet somebody, you're of course going to get their like good their good side, their all that stuff. But still, it still is a nice sort of like grounding, recentering gives you perspective shows you how other people live this is why you gotta get out there dude in mm-hmm. the world yeah i know i always say it but You're every really time at it. Yep. i get back from a trip i feel this way no matter where i went right. if i go somewhere fancy not fancy uh it is a thing and especially like getting to see how other people live their lives
0: so here's my question for you from all of this does ambition breed discontent
1: mm-hmm. i think it can You know. Like it can, but I don't think it has to, you
0: know? Right.
1: Like it can, like by all the things you just described can be a product of like an ambitious outlook or an ambitious mindset where you're like, I need to be here, I need to do this. Now ambition, you know, means, let's say it means that you want to achieve this, that, X, Y, Z, you want to achieve all these things, right? Now the question then becomes, is the difficult part about that like the fact that you have not yet arrived yet, because theoretically you can be ambitious and still be happy and content because like getting to the, the goal is not going to make you complete necessarily. You right. know what I mean? So you should, the goal should also be to, to be happy without being where you want to be. To me.
0: Right? Is that confusing? No, it's not. And the issue is that the closer you get to the goal, the more your ambition may grow. In which case, the goalposts in the end zone keep moving. Farther keep moving and farther, farther away. and farther
1: away. And say you finally get to the final, you finally get to the end zone, and then what? You know what I mean? It's over now. And if you don't have like other sustainable things in your life that make you happy, you will not be happy. Yeah. You know. Um, so I do think that you can be ambitious and still be happy on the road to your goals. And I think you need to be.
0: I need to really work on that. That's very hard for me.
1: Yeah, it's doable.
0: I have this idea that, you know, it, someday if I uh, have made enough money, and obviously who knows what the fuck that would be, or if, if there is the even amount, uh, and that I'm, I'm tired of working, I'm tired of running around, that I'll retire early and then really focus on my family, my kids, and, and, and playing golf. Right? Mm. Just play a ton of golf. And in my mind, my first thought is that, well, that, I could be happy doing that. I could be happy just working on my short game for two hours when I'm, you know, 45, 50 years old and not, you know, grinding at comedy clubs until I'm 65 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, if if by that point, miraculously, I have socked away enough money and I have gotten off the treadmill, either... All I will have known for the last 25, 30 years is a certain pace of life that can't be replaced or that I can't switch to peace from, in which case I'll have to go back to it, Mm. or I will just apply that same pace to golf or raising my kids, in which case it's like, all right, being that age and playing golf every day sounds idyllic. Yeah, But all of a sudden, I'm the fucking maniac at the golf course who's spending two hours in the bunker and who's, you know, putting his scores in all correctly. And I've got a swing coach and I need to work on this aspect of my game. And even if I get down to scratch, then I'm mad that I'm not plus yeah. one or yeah. plus two and that I'm not winning the club championship. You know, all this stuff. There's no <laughs> yeah. There's no retirement happiness in my mind yet. I yeah. don't know what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I think too. You can have like a vision of what you want your future to be like, but you shouldn't be too married to whatever image that is because um, you don't know what it's going to be like when you're that
0: age. Right. And don't
1: forget, dude. You know you're a young man. Like you are in good shape, and you know, in thirty years, bro, your fuck who knows if your dick's even going to work anymore. You right. Not I even mean to be able to like like these are good times. You know, you're doing well. Like you're really successful as far as being a comedian is concerned. Um, you will continue to be more successful and you can strive for more, but you can still appreciate all the blessings, you know. Like yeah. you're a stud, you have a good group of friends, you do you have a dynamic lifestyle that's never boring or redundant, you know what I mean? Just right. fucking lean into it and just well, have a good
0: time. I appreciate all of that and you're always so good at that. Um <laughs> I think I think with that said, you know, I am trying to speak a little bit more abstractly such that I, I want this to apply to more people if, if it does. I am I am aware of my uh my my luck and my privilege and all of that in my own life and I'm not ungrateful for it. Um, well
1: but dude, it's also this is also a perfect sort of testament to what we're talking about. It's like you may be lucky or privileged or whatever, but that doesn't mean shit. It doesn't yeah. make you happier, right? You know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it just is what it is, and that's great. But like, that doesn't mean like this whole like oh if I anybody who says oh what's he complaining about if I had a million dollars right that guy just doesn't have a million dollars, and if he did, he'd realize it didn't make him happy, right? You know what I mean. So right. don't feel guilty, dude. You know, it's a safe place, sort of.
0: Speaking of not feeling, <laughs> speaking of not feeling guilty, <laughs> um, you know, I put out the call a couple weeks ago to our fan base to help me furnish uh our new condo and you know lighting and A V and all that and I got some incredible, incredible responses. People, you guys are so great. Everyone was so generous. I, I have a number of people that I'm talking to who are helping me out. And I just a huge thank you to all of you. But I also um You had mentioned that there was someone in the comments on the YouTube page who had mentioned they would be willing to help me with
1: uh, custom woodwork,
0: custom woodwork, which is awesome. And I I did what I never do, which is I went looking for that comment specifically, and I found it. And sure enough, there was a comment right below it that was like, wait, did Francis really just ask people to help him furnish his (laughs) condo in, in, in the same breath as saying that he bought a condo? and someone was like that's pretty tone deaf right and then someone else was like i couldn't believe he said that i don't know what it was i read this though and
1: i should have sent you a screenshot no of the it,
0: good comments it made me laugh in the same way that the guy who called me an asshole made me laugh mm-hmm. right because i was like yeah uh what am i what would you have me do i'm you may call that entitlement but i call it thriftiness yeah and also, if nobody had responded, I wouldn't feel like, "Wait, why aren't these people willing to help me?" <laughs> I was just taking a shot in the dark. I realize it's absurd and that it doesn't, you know, it's it's not good form, but I have no shame. And the last piece that I will say is that I've learned the joy of of helping people with with what you can based on what you do professionally right i've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like hey man i'm thinking about doing stand up for the first time i'm really nervous do you have any advice i've gotten emails i don't respond to all of them but i try to make a point to respond to as many as i can and i offer what i can you know hey record your first set listen back find the spots that you got laughs at then go up again use that and try to change the other things whatever you got to Write all the time. Keep notes in your phone. Just the basic stuff. Or you know, if someone's like, "Hey, my my son is trying to get a job at Barstool. Can you help him out?" He's an editor. You know, I'll 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 see if I can do anything. I'll look at their reel. I'll write something. I I take joy in using whatever maybe professional influence I might have to try to help people get started. Um, and I know I I hope I think that these people who you know work at furniture stores or whatever or interior designers and they have a really good eye for this are are excited to potentially be like hey you know uh, we can we can talk and like um here's what I've learned and you can do it you can do it in a more cheap way if you go to Facebook marketplace check out check out the Facebook marketplaces in Greenwich Connecticut right. and like Fairfield County in Connecticut and change your where your location is because you can actually find That people are throwing are getting rid of really expensive furniture, and like I'm going back and forth with these people, and it feels like they're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was what was fun for me, and I hope people didn't take it too wrong. Again, I don't expect anything to happen, but people did come through. Thank you. Uh, And if you have a son who's trying to get started in comedy, I promise I'll return the favor.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, yeah, this is a good I opportunity for me to fucking shamelessly shoot my shot shoot it and i don't feel bad shoot it host me in your in your country
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me know where you're
1: at i'll come i'll come dude uh, so if you hit me up <laughs> okay, shout out to blake bust our boy in nicaragua i know i keep talking about nicaragua but we shot some stuff down there that i haven't put out yet but he i took a long shot on him it worked out great had a good time with him and uh <laughs> look forward to the next one so let me know I think I'm gonna call it "Staying with Strangers." will be the will be the series if I end up doing it. But the Nicaragua one will be the first one.
0: I got a new idea for a series. What is it gonna be? So it's a little bit uh, akin to the alternate side parking that I did. But Mm. yesterday I had to drive to the office because I had all this camera equipment from the weekend with Ryan, and um, I had to you know drop off these huge boxes. And then I wanted to go park. But I didn't want to park in a parking garage. It would have been expensive. So I looked for a spot on the street. Now, it turned out that it was Tuesday during the window when certain streets are doing alternate side parking. Right? So people. Yeah, but off. it was like 1218 and the window ended at 1230. Got so it. people were in their cars, but it was only 12 minutes until the end of the window, which meant that. If I could find a spot, I would just sit in my car for 10 minutes, and then I'd be good to go until the end of the day, at which point I can get back in my car and drive home. Now, I found a space that was about 60% of the length of my car, right? Mm. But I knew, because it was alternate side parking day, that the people in front and behind of that space were in their cars. So, they oh, wow. had a little bit of room in front of them to the next car, and the guy behind had a little bit of room wow. behind to the car, the next car. So, I got out of my car, I walked onto the sidewalk, and I, like, gave him one of these, like, can you put your window down? Can I? Can you? Guy puts his window <laughs> dead. I said, is there any chance you could just scooch, just scooch up a little? He goes, no problem, I got you. Oh, my God. And then I went to the guy behind. I said, hey, can you put your window down? He's- Roll your window down, push his window down. Is there any chance you could just scooch a little behind? Because I got you. And we created a space, which I then pulled into. We made space.
1: My parents would say, Oh, and they say New Yorkers aren't friendly.
0: <laughs> we made a space. Now, my idea is this. How small of a space could I make into a space? How many cars? could i get to move to create a space <laughs> do you know what i mean because i got yeah. two i got the i got two and that was easy just two people
1: but but to your point it's hard to find people in their cars
0: no but i would only do it on alternate side parking, During parking. so i think we start with two cars and we show the goodness hey can you roll your window that that funny right we, we start with two then the next day we go out we look we try to do with four
1: move four cars
0: yeah, two in front and two behind.
1: Because out of necessity.
0: Yeah. You need- I go to that first car and I say, hey, is there any chance you can move your car forward? They say sure. Then I go to the car behind that. <laughs> is there any chance you can follow that car and move forward a little bit? Yeah, no problem. Right? And then I go to the two behind. And I'm thinking that a great achievement in my life would be to start with effectively no space in the middle of the block and get the entire front half of the block <laughs> to inch forward and the entire back half of the block to inch back.
1: Wow, that's to crazy. To
0: create a parking space for me. And then I would go up and down the line and I'd give everybody a cupcake or something.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's a, like alternate side parking. Just thinking about doing it, like putting myself in your shoes, gave me anxiety because of how like difficult it was. This is even harder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because all it takes is one uh stubborn bad apple to break the chain.
1: Right. Like you're gonna spend a ton of time trying to find like the right scenario. And it will be the payoff will be huge when you the payoff do? could be huge. Payoff could be huge. I
0: got twenty-four cars to create a parking spot.
1: Dude, me. yeah, and that's the thing that's funny. You're you're going to the first guy in the line, you're like, hey, can you move up a little? And he's yeah. like, why? You're all the way back there. I'm like, I know, but I'm gonna ask each person to move, and he's gonna be like
0: Get out of here. Yeah. 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 And the problem is, if I get the first six cars to move, right, then, and then the seventh car doesn't move, that he's undone all the work of the first six.
1: Right. Right.
0: And that's, that would be sad. But it's a game of social telephone in a way. Yeah. It is a, am I, can I count on the goodness of this many people? strangers sitting in their cars yeah how 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 much unanimous goodness is there on this block yeah and i think that's a really interesting experiment
1: i like it dude i like it and then the person who doesn't do it you should fight him I know. in the street
0: or i'll mush his cupcake Fuck against you. his window it's not easy to get i thought you were going for a high five okay,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> i don't know why i, I was smashing that. the cupcake you just mush it i did sort of yeah you, you turned you it <laughs>
0: um i i thought uh it's tough to get a uh, cupcake icing off your window by the way that's not really? easy oh yeah oh because it'll just sort of like stick and especially if you're using the cream cheese frosting oh yeah that's the really that's the really sticky stuff yeah. brutal mm-hmm.
1: brutal mm-hmm. um Dude, I had a positive thing. I had a fucking upwards moment. Upwards, which that was a term that we were using back in the day. Fucking sure. upwards. Um, so this is what happened. So I invested in like an entire a retirement account uh, last year, and okay, just just hear me <laughs> out.
0: Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's incredible. Thank you.
1: Um, tax deductible. You know, so you got to get in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get in there. Gotta get in there, dude. So anyway, I, inv- I set it up, whatever. I thought, and I'd never really done this, so I didn't really know how to do it.
0: Was it a 401k or a Roth IRA or what was it? It was
1: a traditional IRA, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so put it in and that's it. So then, you know, I've been contributing to it, whatever. And I noticed that, like, it hadn't, been, it hadn't really been doing much. I was like, huh. And I, like, logged in and realized that I hadn't actually decided what to do with it. It was just sitting there as cash. Oh. Which... Ended up aging extremely well.
0: Because the market because of out.
1: how shitty the market did from the time when I invested it until now. Nice. So I'm pretty psyched about that. That's pretty cool. It's a w. I mean, That's like, pretty cool. Pretty solid, I think.
0: That's really uh, good.
1: I was
0: Mm. and
1: I start. I see a body approaching me. Oh, God. A silhouette of a body moving oh no. in my direction. Scary. And I open my eyes finally, and I see my darling hill dog standing over me with an iced coffee that she had made uh, with our Oops Beans blend from Brooklyn Roasting Company.
0: And you probably thought, am I dead? Is this heaven? Yes, you I did. You thought you were dead. I did. Yeah. I had
1: that moment as if I had arisen from a coma Or I had moved on to the next life. Wow. And there she was with a metal straw sticking out of a big, delicious cup of iced Brooklyn Roasted Company coffee.
0: (laughs) An angel. An angel. Comes to visit. On the fourth day of January. (laughs) That's so great, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I hate to say it. My beloved also brings me an iced oat milk latte every single morning in bed. What a doll. And uh, you get used to it you get used, you get to, used it, to it to the point that <laughs> when she's a little late on it i wish i had a little bell <laughs> ding, 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 ding 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 bring me my beans bring me my beans woman uh brooklyn roasting company we have our own <laughs> signature coffee it is the oops blend it's absolutely delicious they have so many great coffees they're from right nearby where where i I'm living in Dumbo in Brooklyn. It's the uh, they, they are, plant. It's in the Brooklyn Naval Yard. A plant. Really, really cool spot. Great roasters. Uh, truly delicious coffee. We highly recommend it. You get some. Join their signature uh, subscription club. You'll get a coffee of the month. Uh, BrooklynRoasting.com. Promo code OOPSBEANS. That'll get you 5% off. Guys, go to BrooklynRoasting.com. Promo code OOPSBEANS. So,
1: dude, the, this is funny. So, I've been watching the Australian Open. Um,
0: really quick, have you watched any of the Netflix tennis? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I just started it last night. I'm really excited it's about awesome, it. It's awesome,
1: right? Yeah. I'm really enjoying that as well. I haven't finished it yet, but I've really, I'm, I think I'm like five episodes in. I don't even know how many episodes
0: are. <laughs> Did you watch Last Chance You? No. It is excellent. The new one? The new, it's season two of the basketball team, uh, East LA College. Oh, ELAC.
1: I didn't watch season one, I don't think.
0: Oh, I need to watch dude. It i think the I think the basketball is the best other than maybe the like first or second season of the football in in Mississippi
1: so I should watch the first season of the e- east l a and then watch the you need
0: to season. watch season one of east l a okay. and then I would say that this season is almost even better Wow, the storylines are just like phenomenal heartbreaking yeah, you yeah. to watch it
1: um okay,
0: so no, no, it's okay, that's sick Australian uh, open
1: yeah so I've been watching the Australian Open and I've been doing a little gambling. And it's funny because the like on the gambling app, it is in real time more so than the TV. The TV has a slight delay, very mm-hmm. slight. It's usually by maybe a point. So what I'll do is I'll be sitting there looking at the, what the actual score is while watching it with Hillary, and I start predicting what's going to happen, having already known what's happened. I was like, "He's going to win this point." Wins the point. And I've done it probably like seven times, and she's not like really giving me anything for it. But I intend to do it forever until we get to the point where she's like, he's really good at predicting what's going to
0: happen. Just this giant
1: lie over a very long period of time.
0: Why Why is this doing something for you?
1: <laughs> why is that
0: moving the needle for you?
1: I don't know. It's just a little bit of a, a little micro prank, dude. We love micro pranking. It is a little bit of a micro prank.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh, I've really been enjoying doing that. Uh, that's here.
0: pretty fun. Yeah, There's that great scene in Groundhog Day when, you know, he's well into reliving the same day over and over. And he's just sitting in the bed and breakfast with all the elderly people there. And they're watching Jeopardy. Oh, and, he's just- and he's just like eating popcorn. He's like, uh, the Grand Canyon. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and then he gets everyone. And then he starts answering them before the questions. even. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, dude. Oh, it's um, really good. Really good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, real quick before we wrap it up. Um how is your uh lovely wife doing?
0: She's in good. Her spirits have improved. There have been major uh I would say you know, I would say that things are things are really trending in the right direction. Um you know, she goes she goes through some days where she wakes up and just is really stiff. Mm-hmm. A lot of neck pain, a lot of joint pain. Um, and that sucks, but then other days, she feels young and sprightly and uh spirits are good. you know she's just sort of um moving through life and knowing that she has to keep going. It's not an incapacitating thing mm-hmm. um, so I admire her uh stick itiveness and her perseverance through this um and we are. Still going strong with dry January. I will admit that uh, on the day that I shot with Ryan in Delaware, New Jersey, oh my God, I didn't even tell you this story. I got to tell you this story. Okay. So, you know, (laughs) we woke up at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday. I had a late show on Friday night. I was off stage at like 1230. Got home at 1. Went to bed at 130. Woke up at 6. So I'm going on four and a half hours, five hours sleep, which hurts me i'm yeah. not capable <laughs> it's of tough that. dude it's tough i'm not good at that i wake up from that and i'm like oh i am delirious mm-hmm. we drive we, we float up the car with the dogs we got all this camera equipment in there and we drive ryan's sitting in the back i think he's got koji on his lap or maybe i don't know it's packed we drive to sierra's family's home in pennsylvania we unload the car there, and then we drove to pick up our other producer, John Kelly, from the Hamilton, New Jersey train station. And now we're at like two hours of driving. Then we drove from Hamilton, New Jersey to Delaware. That's an hour and a half. So we're at three and a half hours we're now. In we in Delaware, sh- yes. We were in, um, in H. Middle- Middletown? Yeah. yeah. And so now we're at three and a half hours of driving. We shoot there. And then we drive back to Hamilton to shoot with another family. It's another hour and a half. That's five hours of driving now. We've had to stop to charge the Tesla a couple times. Was that difficult? No, there was a charging station, but we didn't bring it all the way to like 100 because we were kind of pressed for time. Shoot with that family. I take the boys back to the Hamilton Strange Station, right? And then I was at like 12 or 13 miles left of charge on the Tesla. And so I thought, oh boy, okay, I guess I need I needed charge before I can even drive back to Sierra's family's house because I could charge it at their house just with the wall socket, but I couldn't get there with the amount of charge that I had left. So I looked it up. I looked up some charging stations. I drove to one and it didn't have a compatible oh, plug shit. with the with our with the car. It was for like regular EVs and i was like ah shit and now i was down to 2 miles oh my god and i'm like all right well what do i do now and i asked one of the guys who was charging his ev in that place and i was like what do i what do i do <laughs> oh and he's like god. well you need a, this type of charger and he looked it up on his um app on his car and he was like there's 1.4 miles away at the chevy dealership but i don't know if you're going to have access to that or if it's even it's i think they're closed and I was like, all right, I have to make a judgment call right now <laughs> Holy shit! where is good. I either need to leave the car in this mall parking lot overnight, have Sierra come pick me up, and then just call AAA in the morning to have it towed to a Tesla charger. Ugh. Or I can roll the dice and try to make it to that Chevy dealership, even though they're, first of all, I'm not certain I'll make it because I was down to like one mile. On my charge, and also have no idea if I can charge it there and if they would be mad or tow me if I left it there overnight, so I decided to roll the dice and I rolled into this Chevy dealership it The lights are all off it's it's closed it's you know eight thirty p m now and um I'm looking for this charger, and I have no idea where it is and I drive around the back into the employee parking lot, like this little ramp thing, and I see. <laughs> The charger on the wall, and it's plugged in to an employee car. So I pull in quietly, turn my lights off, and I unplug it from that employee car. (laughs) I attach the little adapter, and then I plug it into my car, and it is charging. I mean, it's adding one mile every five minutes. Oh, my God. So it's really slow. Now, Sierra's family's house was 23 miles away. (laughs) So I quickly did the math and I was like, all right, I'm going to be here for two hours. Jesus. I'm going to be here for two hours or I could get to about 20 miles and then drive eight miles in the wrong direction to a Tesla supercharger, get a fast top up there and then go back to see how long does the
1: supercharger take? It's quick. Like 10 minutes?
0: 20 minutes, 25 minutes. will get you like 75% of your thing. Got it. Um, so I'm sitting there, and I also know that at any point a Chevy security guard or somebody could roll through. Hey, and, what are you doing? <laughs> and see me and tell me, get the fuck out! of here. Hey, scram, cl- clowny! Beat it! You know, beat it! What do you think that is? <laughs> you think that's for everybody? Um, so I realize that I don't have that much time to charge. Right? I could. I at any moment I I might have to unplug and get out of there. And so I turn the heat off, and I turn the lights off. I turn everything off in the car so that it'll charge faster. And I'm sitting in a dark employee parking lot, illegally siphoning electricity from the employee charging station at a Chevy dealership, wearing my jacket in the freezing cold, thinking, wow, Tesla fucking sucks. This car sucks ass. Dude, I am so anti-Tesla this sucks from out. this fucking experience. They aren't there yet. They're not there yet. They don't have enough chargers. The fact that all the EV plugs aren't compatible with Tesla, that they don't have an adapter thing. Some of them do. Some of them are. You can plug a thing in, but a lot of them aren't. And man, all these other people driving these other EVs, seem to be living a much better life than Tesla people. They really do. You know, it's, it's. I don't know, man. I just, like, I think the answer right now for this moment in time is the hybrid EV that does gas and electric. A lot of them, Sierra's family has one. It's fucking awesome.
1: Like, how do you fill up, like, when you fill up the gas, is it only, like, half of what a normal tank would be? No,
0: I think the tank's a normal size, but you also get 50 miles of charge on the electric alone. So if you're just running around town doing errands, the car is an electric vehicle. And then if you're you know, doing a trip on the highway, the car combines the electric power oh, cool. with the gas, and you get insane gas mileage. Really? That's insane sick. gas mileage. Um, And that is a really good technology right now, I think. And uh, if I had my druthers, I think I would turn this Tesla in. <laughs>
1: grab your druthers, my brothers and try to buy some
0: stuff, <laughs> one of these hybrids dude the t- i'm i'm telling you like you, you're completely beholden to wherever fucking tesla chargers are yeah when you're out on the road um and it was just a shitty experience i spent an extra 3 hours in the car from when i thought i was going to get home because of this situation <laughs>
1: I'm sorry dude sucked and then so did you wanna have a drink after that <laughs>
0: I finally got home. Sierra and her mom had already gone out to dinner. I joined them, uh, and I said, I was like, yeah, we're doing dry January. You know what? I need a fucking Negroni.
1: Atta boy. Oh, Atta boy. And I
0: had a Negroni. I, oh. I broke uh, I broke the dry January, but I had one drink. Delicious. That weekend. was it. I didn't have a glass of wine with dinner. I just had one Negroni. Let me taste something. It was fucking delicious. Oh, I bet.
1: I bet. As soon yeah. as it
0: hit my lips, I said to the boy, uh-oh. Uh Oh, there is something. Have I said this? There is something about doing dry January that unfortunately has really crystallized how much I like drinking.
1: Yeah, no, you haven't said it, but I I understand the feeling.
0: It has has made two things abundantly clear in my life. One, not drinking is such a healthy thing. (laughs) It is so good for you you not to to drink. I hate it. I hate how clear that lesson has been from this. (laughs) You know, not waking up hungover. Do you feel
1: generally in a better mood?
0: My my energy is better. My fogginess is gone. My clarity of thought is perfect. Biggest thing for me is I wake up on a Saturday morning, right? And you're in bed and and you're so accustomed to being like, oh, I'm feeling a little hungover, whatever. Ooh, got to shake it off, get moving, get in the shower. And even if I'm not feeling great because I didn't sleep perfectly or I'm a little stuffed That's up. A completely different feeling. Though. I know it's going to be gone yeah. in a matter of seconds. I know that it's, and I know that not, sorry, knowing that it's not from alcohol, from putting poison into my system, the knowledge gives me peace of mind.
1: Power and more energy. It's
0: like 40% of less anxiety to wake up with when yeah. you're not, it, it remotely hungover. Um, so that has been abundantly clear is that not drinking is, uh, seems to be a far better, healthier way to live. The other thing that has been abundantly clear is, by God, do I miss drinking. <laughs> I miss it. I miss having a beer at the end of a hard day in a frosted glass. I miss having a glass of white wine with some fish, nice dry, you know, white burgundy or a Sancerre. I miss a, a meaty cab Sauvignon. Uh, I, I you know, whatever it is, I just, uh,
1: yeah, dude. And this is as a great Will Winner once said, you know, Will Winner, no great guy, great comic. Uh, he was talking about like fitness, and he's like, you know, we're adults now, he's like, we're in our 30s. He's like, two to three quality drinks will get the job done. No need to have a 20 white claw night with Danny Palmer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well said, dude,
0: spot on, well said, spot on, exactly. I don't miss those nights, yeah, I miss. A drink. A couple good drinks. So hopefully, Julio, the result of this experiment will be a more measured approach to drinking. Love it, dude. My resolution as of right now is to come out of dry January, not drink during the week. Oh, nice. And only drink during the weekend. I like that. That's because I plan. like waking up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with this total sober energy. Yeah. Yeah. He, but
1: It makes you feel in control of your life.
0: I just do like a little special treat. An old Negroni. 100%. the boys. Yeah. Cocker Spaniel.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be back and fucking we'll in fucking drinking ways. We'll be back. Ryan, you got anything good for us?
0: We got a couple things. But first, oh, I got a things. Francis did <laughs> have a Ryan. hero we need moment on our trip on Saturday. When we were charging the Tesla at one of the stops, there was someone that had a tough time figuring it out. I caught Francis helping this person. Figured out how to plug their car in right there. <laughs> well,
1: look at that. He is indeed the hero we need. This guy wow,
0: had, you were there. This guy had rented a Tesla. <laughs> it was his rental car and he rolled his window down. He saw us charging and he was like, We have no idea how to do this.
1: <laughs> it's hard.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you don't know, I guess, you know he yeah. just he did he had he had come in nose first and the in the p- charging portal is in the back of the car. And so I was like, You gotta turn it around plug it in, and then hang for, you know, 20 minutes or so. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that was cute. Uh, electric cute. bikes can go up to 28 miles per hour. Jesus mm. Christ. Wow. There were 1,591 e-bike accidents in 2022 in New York City. Wow. And fucking upwards originated or was first introduced in episode six of Oops! The Podcast. Wow. With wow. Andrew Schultz on September 5th, 2019. Check it out. Good find. New. Wow. Good find, right? Wow.
1: Very well done. That's great, Ryan. Ryan, He was not lying. Wasn't lying. Uh, Francis, what do you got coming up?
0: Philly might be sold out by the time of this, but if there are any tickets left, go get them now because they're almost gone. February 1st at Helium. Then I'm in Atlanta that weekend, February 4th. February 5th, I'm in Nashville. Those tickets are all going fast, people. Seriously, I'm not fucking around. (laughs) Then we're on to Minneapolis, Chicago, Dallas, Austin, and San Francisco. I can't wait. Ooh, and we're adding a show in Long Beach, Long Island. That's going to be really fun. That's going to be the last weekend of February at the Beach House. Can't wait to see you guys there. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Hero We Need Tour.
1: Awesome. Uh, I'm in DC Improv, 3rd to 5th of March. Come check me out. Um, Then Comedy Connection, Rhode Island, April 14th and 15th. And then I believe the last weekend of the month, I'm at the Yonkers Comedy Club for that weekend sorry to the atlanta people i don't know what's going on we're uh we're trying to like lock the date down for sure uh i still expect it to be in april if it ends up moving a little bit uh you know hey, don't shoot the messenger but uh hoping to lock that down soon and see you guys on the road thanks